Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We're going to talk about something that can can truly change your life. It's changed the lives of many, many who are suffering from potentially addictions. It could be stress. It could be PTSD. We're talking about EFT tapping. And I know this gentleman has helped a lot of people with it. He's done a lot of work with his counseling center, Healthy Counseling Center, and he's back with us. Ray Smith, Dr. Ray Smith is on the program. Welcome back, Ray. How are you? Thank you. I am well, and I'm glad to be back with you. And yes, I do want to focus our attention on doing some tapping to get over and maybe even through, learn some ways to cope with things that will help, especially for young people. I am hoping that part of my legacy is leaving for young counselors, young coaches, young professionals, some ways to deal with their career so they can learn from every one of my mistakes and not have to do them themselves. So uh, today I'm dressed for success. I've got my pinstripe suit on and I'm going to be talking to a group of surgeons. Well, the surgeons will be dressed in their uh, clothes for surgery, except the plastic surgeons, they'll have on very expensive suits because (laughs) they don't have insurance companies. I'm jealous. But um, anyway, the young professionals that are looking at what we're doing today they need to be thinking about this too, not only getting their thought life together, but getting the rest of their life together. That first impression that we make on people, if you are going to talk with a CEO about a new idea and you say, we is trying to get that going, but we ain't had much success with them yet. Well, that'll be the last interview you have with the CEO. So part of cleaning house where you're ready to learn and go into something in the future is what I want people to use this EFT tapping for. Emotional freedom techniques are based upon the sort of artificial separation between our brain and our mind. We've heard a lot about people who are in cults who had brainwashing and in their mind, they were taught to give all their money and to have all their sex with the cult leader. And they have to get deprogrammed from that and reprogrammed for what is healthy and good and for their future. Well, you may not be trying to evolve from a cult, but it does make sense to try and change your mind if there have been in intrusive thoughts that have kept you from being your best self or able not just to dress for success, but to be prepared for a successful encounter. So the EFT script for tapping for post-traumatic stress disorder is a little different than some of the other ones that we do. The importance of this one is that it is empowering. Now, there are touch points all over the body that connect that part of the body directly to the brain. So when I tap on my uh, karate chop with my fingertips, then there is a direct connection between electricity going from my hand to my brain. And that can give us neuroplasticity and enable us to grow new ways for things to get through our head, for us to cope better because we're thinking better and there's room for it. At the same time we're doing this, we're talking out loud and If I said, Steve, you need to eat your vegetables. Steve, you need to eat your vegetables. Steve, you do need to eat your vegetables. Okay, well, eventually you might even eat vegetables. But if you hear it in your own voice Mm. and 
you hear it over and over again and you think, you know, I want to change my mind. And one of my favorite things, um, let's just take you. If you think about the headphones and the pressure they have around each of your ears and maybe a little bit on the top of your head, you'll notice it. But before I said anything about it, you weren't thinking about your headphones. Not at all. Now I'm thinking, oh, these are a little uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I should have kept my mouth shut. Wow. Well, this thing with PTSD, um, if you're thinking about that, you could stop instantly and think about headphones. You can change your mind in a split second. So what we're going to try and do is change the brain by giving some new electrical signals to it, while at the same time saying things that should change our mind. And so if we could do kind of like what we did last time, if I say the words to the script and you repeat them after me and we'll tap together, we'll start at the top of the head and work our way down. And it'll at least give a good example to everyone who's watching and listening, that this is simple. This is easy. This is a way to change how you're thinking with just a couple of minutes. Mm. So we're going to go through it twice. The first time that we go through it, it's going to be about some of the stinking thinking that can come along with trauma and the after effects of trauma. And then we're going to do it again. And we're going to think about, well, what if there's hope for something different or better? So we'll go through it twice. The first time um, probably will be kind of artificial for you. But if you thought about something that you remember being traumatic and you aren't very happy about it, then I want you to notice it. And then I want you to rate the level of discomfort that you have with that from zero, not at all, to 10. Uh, I could hardly get up and move this morning. What would you give it as a number? I want to make sure I have that clear. So the number in terms of how I'm I'm personally feeling at this moment? Yes, because let's take an example. Um, there are 132 Americans a day who take their own life. They're all at 10. 58 of those are soldiers. They're all at 10. Some of those are doing it in the VA parking lot. They're trying to give a message with their body that they couldn't seem to do with their voice. So if I asked any of those people who took their life, they would be at nine or 10. Hopefully nobody who's listening today is. And if they are, they should call 911 and get some help immediately. But if you think about um, some trauma, you've told me a little about losing friends and so forth. Could you think of one um, traumatic event that's still bothering you a little? Absolutely. Okay. On that one from zero, none at all to 10, where are you? Um, I would probably put that at a, at a four. Okay. And it fluctuates. Well, it fluctuates. Maybe, maybe, maybe pops to a five in terms of the impact of that event on my call it regular life. Um, uh -huh. Never, never getting, you know, up in seven or anything, but you know, saying between three and five. Yeah. And especially like if it's time to go to sleep and you're thinking about that traumatic event, then it might go more towards seven than toward one and make a problem with the activities of daily living because you're not sleeping right. You're not getting up ready to go again. All right. Well, let's take a deep breath together. 
And then we'll say our setup phrase. Although I feel triggered. Although I feel triggered. I deeply and completely accept myself and how I feel. I deeply and completely accept myself and how I feel. All right. Now we're going to do the tapping. And so I'll tap if you imitate me. And then what I say, if you'll say it, that'll give plenty of reminder for our listeners. Okay? Sure. So we'll start with the top of our heads. Memories and flashbacks can terrify me. Memories and flashbacks can terrify me. Nobody should have seen what I saw. Nobody should have seen what I saw. Coping with the trauma exhausts me. Coping with the trauma exhausts me. Intrusive nightmares and thoughts haunt me. Intrusive nightmares and thoughts haunt me. My bad dreams make me feel like I did when it happened. My bad dreams make me feel like it did when it happened. I react with dissociation, leaving the present, going back. I react with the association. Dissociation, meaning I'm kind of out of body. Yeah. Yep. Leaving the present and going back. And then the corners of the collarbone. My brain's distressed when I'm exposed to reminders. My brain's distressed when I'm exposed to reminders. And under the arm. My body reacts just like it did at the time. My body reacts just like it did at the time. I'm helpless and out of control. I'm helpless and out of control. I try to avoid people, places, and things that remind me of trauma. I try to avoid people, places, and things that remind me of trauma. My nerves are shot. My nerves are shot. I blame myself for causing the traumatic situation. I blame myself for causing the traumatic situation. I'm unable to feel positive emotions. I'm unable to feel positive emotions. I overreact and get startled too quickly. I overreact and get startled too quickly. Collarbone. I get detached from people and from my loving feelings. I get detached from people and from my loving feelings. I have been reckless and taken unnecessary risks. I have been reckless in taking unnecessary risks. Thank you. Let's take another deep breath. And where would you say your number four is gone since just doing that simple negative exercise? Honestly, I would say a two. <clears throat> like it refocuses okay. me, but I, I want to share something. Go. I had a phone call with somebody that I'm close to last night. And this somebody lost their spouse suddenly just, oh. o- just over two years ago. And they've made lots of progress. I've helped them along the way um, in many ways, just helping. And just what you described in, in the tapping technique, I feel like I was visualizing this person. So they're, <sighs> they're dealing with PTSD and those little things that crop up, um, you know, it could be, you know, the, the, the car didn't start today. Well, it's all right. Well, you know, call AAA, call the insurance company, get a towed, whatever it might be, turns into a big thing because they're, like you said, nerves are frayed. Um, this person also said last night, and I don't think they're sleeping that well, um, they wanted to rip all the pictures off the wall because it just, that's like, I, you know, I guess they got triggered by something. 
you know, yeah. or so picture of her, and I want to not have happen what happened two years ago. Right. You're powerless. And when you talk about the images and going back there, this person found their spouse not alive, as did her kids. Oh, well, and they just can't not see that. That's what I'm saying. And and you vividly brought it back within the tapping because as I'm doing it, thinking about myself and, you know, situation, not even, you know, even close to that, I'm seeing that person and even the phone call from last night. Uh, and they, they were having a challenge last night because all those little things added up to the big things because... For one last straw is just too much. A hundred percent. And... That spouse wasn't there to help with those things that came up. Right. Just what you did, though, is the perfect example of what somebody in that kind of pain ought to do. Reach out to somebody. Reach out to you or reach out to a helpline, whatever. But don't try to handle it alone. Um, If it takes a village to raise a child, it could take a metropolitan community to help this grieving family. I'm honestly at the point and, you know, been part of the journey for at least a year, a year and a half. Uh, I almost don't know what to do anymore. Like in terms of, you know, what I say, um, I, I, and I know what I'm saying is very supportive and I know it makes sense. I'm not just saying anything just to say it. I feel it doesn't resonate anymore. It's like, like you just said, like, I think, Shut down. No. Well, and he probably reached out because as he was shutting down, oh, I remember somebody who gives a rip. And at that point, maybe there's not the perfect thing to say that would give him relief. Maybe it was just being available. I was present on the phone. If he wanted to say he was mad, sad, scared, felt inadequate, I don't know how to father alone, any kind of thing that he needed to say, listening to him may have been the biggest gift that you could give. And I wasn't giving advice for the emotional part. It was more Uh of trying to mitigate those little things you know, and I call them little things to, to this person, bigger things, uh, you know, like the, the boiler wasn't working and now there's an issue with that. And then there's an issue with that. Well, okay. So you, you call the company, oil company's going to come in. It might be a little chilly tonight. You're going to be okay. You have an electric space heater, put it in the bedroom. It's going to be warm. Yeah. And it wasn't that cold last night. So it's going to be okay. It's only till the morning. Yeah. It's going to be all right. Um, but maybe that reassurance was the word. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I don't either, but I know that if you could trust that instinct, I care about this guy and whether his house is warm or whether his Thanksgiving and now Christmas coming up without her stink, I know some of what he's feeling and I care. That's what comes across when you're talking with him on the phone. Um, I guess that's a good news, bad news thing, Steve. Um, When he called, there wasn't um magical wand that Harry Potter could wave and here are the perfect words to change the rest of his life. And I don't mean it to trivialize it, but the good news is you don't have to have the one thing to say. And the great news is anything you do say is not that bad. 
he has already thought life stinks without her. Thanksgiving without her cutting the turkey stinks. Getting ready for Christmas without her stinks. If you say the wrong thing, he's already thought it. You know, you're not going to make him any worse by listening to him and trying to give that reassurance that you gave. Yeah. And boy, you were you were empowering. You can put the heater on. You can get through tonight. You got this. I even offered to come over. There was the the the, the oil tank was low, um, and it was late. It's like ten o'clock, and you can put diesel in it, um, but you can't use a gas can that was used or a fuel can that was used with gas. And I was like, I'll go. I'll, I'll make five, five trips to the gas station to put it in there, <laughs> but I don't have a gas can or a fuel can because all the stores, the you know, home improvement stores, are closed at that time. Uh, but right. I would have happily done it. I would have gotten in my car, sure. sitting on my couch. You know, I would like in a second. It would have been fine. Um, trying to find a solution, you know, to to take one thing off the plate. Well, and that's why he called. Yeah. He really didn't need to refill the fuel tank. He really didn't need to be warm. He needed to think about things a different way. And by listening to him, hey, you know, we've got options. Yeah. Leaves him. You know, I can't bring her back. I can't have the plumber or whoever is going to come out and deal with that boiler, but I can listen to you. Yeah. And I will be here as long as you need me. Yeah. Haven't you felt that yourself though? If somebody just listens to you, you kind of get into that better state, just knowing that you've been heard and understood. And understood. Yeah. They cared. that's, That's the key word because nobody's going to know what you're going through. Me, anybody, they're not you. We all process differently. But if somebody listens and gets to a point, wow, that's tough. I get it. Yes. Um, maybe somebody did you wrong. How could they do that? You seem like a nice person. Why would they? Why sure. would they do that? Um, just to be heard and understood. I think is no solution, but I think that's half half of what it is. I do too, and especially if he trusts you enough to say the naughty things. I'm mad at her. I need her here for these holidays. I need her here to help me parent. Or if he has guilt, you know, I could have prevented her death if I'd have done more of this or less of that. Or if he feels inadequate, you know, I'm never going to measure up. These kids are not going to turn out the way that we wanted them to. There's all kinds of those naughty feelings that we have after a catastrophic loss like that. And if you could make that environment safe where he could just cradle those thoughts, you don't have to talk him out of it. Yeah. Just hear him. Yeah, that's legit. It's okay to be mad. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to feel like you've let her down. It's okay. It's not wonderful. It doesn't remove all pain, but I'm with you. That's the gift. You were present. Because I think a lot of us, we're tired of talking to ourselves. And when I say that, I don't mean typically out loud, but this is talking. And then yeah. a lot of times it turns into like a bullet being fired, you know, inside your head where the thoughts are like bing, 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 all over the place. Um, I think a lot of times it's good just to write down your thoughts. We don't do it because we don't think how important it could be, but it can be. It can be. And if some of those things dinging around... Um, 
see, this is proof that I'm no good. This is proof I can't handle anything. I am inadequate. I'm not ready for the storm. I'm not ready for the furnace. I'm not ready to parent alone. I'm inadequate. I'm not measuring up in so many ways. Well, those little things dinging around in there, um, it's, what do they say, dying by the million paper cuts. It's just one nasty little thing in there after another. And one of the things I like about empowering people with the EFT If I can change my mind, I can tell that inner critic to just shut up. And you have some power over what's dinging around in there. Um, Especially when I do coaching for PTSD, we try to switch to the future orientation. Okay, so even your friend last night, when the kids are up on Christmas morning and your house is warm and there's presents under the tree, and they can smell breakfast cooking in the other room. Think about how you're going to feel and bring that loving spirit into today. You could do it the other way. Well, think about losing her. Think about her funeral. Think about how terrible the burial was. Think about what it was when this was a shock. You know, you could make it terrible, but you could also say, hey, I'm right here with you. Tell me anything you want to say, and I won't judge you. Yeah. You can't change what has happened no matter what it is. And if somebody's done you wrong, even if they're still around, you can't, you can't change them. You can't change the way they're thinking about you. All you're doing is allowing them in here. Why would you want to do that? You're giving them your power. Let it go. Well, and that is hard to do. But even to see that in the future, could you imagine forgiving her for dying? Well, it wasn't her fault she died. Could you imagine letting that go in the future? Well, yeah. Um, could you imagine living some of her best traits as some of your personality that you now have inside you? So your kids, your friends, the rest of your family, they haven't lost her. They still see her in you. Can you imagine a future where she's not gone? She's just manifesting through who you are. And so to kind of coach toward that positive future rather than... What did you say? Pinging around in your head. Um, so that negativity is irrational. It's unhelpful and it's certainly unnecessary. You know what I did notice with, with the EFT as you started what? in that it gives yourself permission to accept and understand. Like at the very beginning, it was almost like a disclaimer, like a disclaimer before we yeah. even began. Um, where it's almost as if you're talking to yourself to say, yeah, it's okay to feel the way you feel. That's normal. And I give myself permission for all of that. Well, and the permission is the acceptance. Do I like it that I feel triggered? Did he like it that he's calling late at night? No. Did it happen? Yes. So that's what acceptance is. Doesn't mean I like it. It's just I'm admitting the truth. I'm acknowledging reality. She's not here and I don't care for it much. Okay. That's understandable. Yeah. Uh, uh, Before we run out of time, I do want to address something you said at the beginning, especially for younger people uh, looking for new jobs, new opportunities to dress the part. And, you know, over the years, I've almost experimented with that. And I have to say, no matter what you're doing, you can never overdress. Even if it's a casual event and you're the one that shows up in a suit, so be it. That's okay. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and it I, sure is. And people, and maybe it's not the best thing, but people do judge you on those things. I've I've noticed in my life that if I dress a certain way, you know, maybe wear a, a jacket, um, you know, just look presentable, more presentable. People act totally different. It's amazing what goes, what happens. <laughs> it's so it is. I had a client that I was coaching to do his things with his business, but one of the things he said to me that I'll never forget, when he has an interview with somebody, how they dress, how they speak, how he thinks they'll do with caring for his customers, those kinds of things are always important. But he always walked the candidate out to their car. Well, he was gracious. That was a very civil thing to do. Mm. But that was a big part of the interview because he looked in that car. And if it was full of candy wrappers and fast food <laughs> containers, that person, he thought, would take care of his store the same way he took care of his car. And he didn't get a second interview. That's, and, you know, that's really smart. And you're also getting outside of the environment. Now you're in a more personal one-on-one feel as you say goodbye to somebody. So that kind of yeah. kind of breaks the mold. And I just had a flashback. Uh, Ray, that it was probably, I want to say about 10 years ago or so, I bought myself an expensive suit. It was like $1,200. Not even kidding. Uh, it was somebody I knew. I was hoping to get a bigger discount, but it, you know, what is, what <laughs> it, is what it was. It was worth every penny because the way I feel in that suit and the way I look in that suit, the way it's cut, the way everything, there's no, you can't put a price on it. The only negative is I gained some weight. Can't wear those pants anymore. Uh, now, now I have a goal. Set a new goal. <laughs> now I have a yeah. goal. Yes, because I spent a lot on it. And just the material, um, and it was a pinstripe like you have on, but the, mm-hmm. the material is so much richer. And I'm not, you know, I, I didn't really have the money to spend at the time on it. I said, I'm, I'm worth it. I'm going to splurge. And it, I can't tell you how many times I wore it and felt like, like it was worth a million dollars. <laughs> then let's call it an investment. Yes. Part of my self-care, if I get a haircut or if I buy a nice suit, I'm taking care of myself so that I can take care of these other people that I'm going to be interacting with. Thank it you just for makes that. sense to me. Thank you for yeah. saying that. Because a lot of times, you know, what? let me tell you, I felt guilty spending that money. I, you know, I could spend it on my kids or whatever. Um, but it's the suit. I wore the jacket last week with a different pair oh, really? of pants, paired it. It looked fine. It actually looked like it went together. Um, Good. But it it was worth it. And like you said, it's part of self-care. One of, we need to do the positive side of the EFT. We'll get that done real quickly. But sidebar on that, when I went to Nordstrom to buy this suit, they had one on the rack that was my size. I liked it. So they brought the tailor in. And then a little bit longer on the sleeve, um, do a little something different with the inseam and do something with the shoulders and so forth. So what was my size then turned into kind of the perfect fit. Mm. And that's kind of what I would want to say to your friend who's still mourning losing his wife, that, you know, you need to go and find some support and Anybody who says they're a bereavement counselor or something like that, that'd be a good place to go, just like Nordstrom is a good place to go. But Nordstrom has the tailor come out and makes that just for you. And that's what a treatment plan should look like Mm. with bereavement, with trauma, 
some trauma seems to be very minuscule to some people. A lot of trauma is just overwhelming and they need to find the person to be a good fit for them. And it might take, you know, if you didn't like the Nordstrom shoot, you might have to go to Macy's or someplace else to look for something that was a good fit. Sure. Same thing with trying to help people with either coaching or counseling with this um, post-traumatic stress. Well, let's do the more um, rational side of the PTSD. Um, let's take another deep breath and say, although I still feel triggered, I'm deeply and completely accepting myself and how I feel. Although I still feel triggered, I'm deeply, and now I lost the word. <laughs> and completely accepting myself and how I feel. And completely accepting myself and how I feel. Okay, so let's say these out loud. I'm ready to be finished with PTSD triggers and memories. I'm ready to be finished with PTSD triggers and memories. I wonder how I would be without flashbacks and nightmares. I wonder how I would be without flashbacks and nightmares. Even though I experience trauma, I will finish it and be over it. Even though I experience trauma, I will finish it and be over it. I have coped with difficulties making me resilient and confident. I have coped with difficulties making me resilient and confident. I look forward to sleeping well, awakening refreshed and joyful. I look forward to sleeping well, awakening refreshed and joyful. I'm living in the present with forgiveness for the past. I'm living in the present with forgiveness in the past. In the present, I'm okay and need not worry about the future. In the present, I'm okay and need not worry about the future. I feel careful, not paranoid, and prepared to deal with my life. I feel careful, not paranoid, and prepared to deal with my life. My rational thinking makes me feel and behave better than ever. My rational thinking makes me feel and behave better than ever. I can handle meeting people and being in places I used to avoid. I can handle meeting people and being in places that I used to avoid. My responsibility for traumatic experiences I accept. My, I'm sorry, I'm... It's it's okay. My responsibility for the traumatic events, I accept. My responsibility for the traumatic events, I accept. The responsibility of others for the trauma, I release for their healing. The responsibility for the trauma from others, I release for their healing. When I think right, I feel good, make good choices, and relax. When I think right, I make good choices and relax. I can get startled or triggered and still love myself and other people. I can get triggered and startled and still love myself and other people. The future is not limited by my trauma, and I feel excited. The future is not limited by my trauma, and I feel excited. I avoid unnecessary stress, toxic people, and situations. I avoid unnecessary stress toxic people, and situations. Thank you. Now let's take a breath again. You went from kind of four to two. What are you feeling right now, Steve? Less than a two and positive. Good. To be honest, yeah. Okay, so we did one round of stinking thinking. We did another round of 
rational thought, and you already have changed your number. Um, isn't that amazing to think with just a few minutes time, I can change how severe something is impacting me, how frequently something comes over me, how long it lasts when it comes there, what a difference it's making in myself and my family and my relationships with other people. Isn't it amazing that just a little two or three minute exercise like that, and all of a sudden I'm different. It's like I put on that suit. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, people need to try it because it looks ridiculous. Got to be honest. It's uh, the, okay. <laughs> the whole, everything seems ridiculous. I know it's not. Um, and even some of the things in the, the positive side of the tapping second, second time we did it, um, the part about being able to go into places that you couldn't before the person I was referring to a year and change ago, which would have been a year in from the passing of the spouse, uh, they couldn't go to a restaurant. I would take them to the restaurant and we try, try, you know, well, I was like, let's go to this place over here. There's nobody in it. Trust me. There's, you know, two people. Nope. And eventually now, you know, uh, this person go to concerts, no problem. But it was like that. Getting free. Good. Yeah. Well, and I think that should give encouragement to everybody. If your friend can do it with such a catastrophic loss, then I can do it with what happened to me as a first responder or what happened to me as a sexual assault survivor, that there is hope out there and we don't have to get so down on ourselves. Um, and also before we quit, I have put together a 90-day PTSD coaching program, uh, deeply discounted in the hope that people will stick their neck out there. And yeah, I probably look pretty goofy to do that in a restaurant. Um, but this program, I hope, would coach people to do better. I don't know if I used the example with you, but one time I was a witness in court and the guy was just coming after me with everything he had. And so as I listened to him, I was really paying close attention. And I'd say, well, let me think about that for a minute. Or I would touch down here and say, you know, that may be a fair point, but here's another way of looking at it. He never had any idea that I was doing ridiculous EFT stuff. I was just touching on places on me that made it look uh, sophisticated enough for a courtroom but gave me that energy cycle going around that I'm thinking about this, I'm having my feelings and I'm performing and I want to be empowered that way. And I want all of the listeners to be empowered that way too. It's just like putting that suit on. This feels good. This fits. Amazing. Uh, we're out of time because they're going to cut us off. I see all I'm going to say <laughs> is thank you for sharing what you just shared because I needed that. I needed to hear that for <laughs> my future. But I, I, but, and we also talked once before that you could be at a business meeting and go like this to refocus your attention. Nobody's even yep. going to see you could be underneath the table or whatever website. Ray, yep. How do we find you? DrRaySmith.com. Super simple. And yeah, DrRaySmith.com. And I appreciate this opportunity to try and get the word out. If you and I can lessen suffering, yeah, we've had a good day. Thank you so much for being here. Good stuff today. Really was. And good luck with your meeting later on today. Well, thank you. We'll hope they weren't watching this. <laughs> <laughs> They'll know the secret weapon. All right. They do. Thanks, Ray. We'll talk Bye. soon. We'll be right back. Bye -bye.
Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Adopt US Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you A, put yourself in her shoes? How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she, she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie. This is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C. Take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano. Hey, Steve. Is now a good time? No? Okay, no problem. Bye. Or D. Help her find a new boyfriend. I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single boys. Never mind. How about some ice cream? As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council.